Hello and welcome to the Pump It Up podcast. I'm your host, FabSab, and in this episode, we are going to be going over getting people into pump or really just getting people into music games as a whole because it is a fairly obscure genre. Um, though specifically for Pump It Up and the type of music games I'll be talking about will be along the lines of arcade music games because those just kind of have the common thing of just being even harder to get into. And so getting other people into them is a whole nother thing. Um, but before I start off the episode, I'm just going to do a little, a little brief, uh, news thingy thing sometimes at the beginning of the episodes i think i i talk about what's happening in the world and by in the world i mean in the world of pump but also related to me and this podcast i think this podcast is going to be more of a general me talking about rhythm games i don't know people seem to enjoy me talking for some reason that's nice i talk too much i ramble too much and i record these all at like 1 a.m when my adhd medication wears off and i'm just a rambling mess so you're welcome um but yes so it's just it's just a rhythm game podcast but usually about pump but music games me yes um Another thing is more in the news of Pump It Up XX recently. I think it was on like the 28th or something. So like a week, about a week before this episode aired, there was a new update for Pump It Up XX. And while I don't really go over every update and, you know, it's just new songs and stuff, this one was a bit more monumental because we uh, we got the Step Shop, which... Um, For those who don't know, it's basically just a shop where you can use your PP, which is the the points that you gain. Uh, You can see them when you, after you log in, I guess after you get a game over, and then uh, there's a screen with like your your name and your level and everything, and then there's like a little PP thing there. It says like PP and it's just a number. You can use those points to uh to buy charts and unlock charts instead of going other methods like having to meet certain requirements and whatnot and so that's great because um it just saves you time and it's nice to see everything laid out but also there were certain songs like for example 86 uh in order to unlock the charts for that you had to get 86 triple s's and i was not in the mood to get 86 triple s's and didn't feel like it. I was like, mm, I'll just wait till like the uh, the step shop thingy comes out. And it came out and 86 was there. And you could just buy it for like, I don't know, like a couple thousand PP and saves you a lot of time. So uh, that has been fun, not just with the new update playing all the new charts, but playing all the charts that I hadn't got a chance to unlock yet. And uh yeah, it's a much nicer unlock method, in my opinion. And I knew they were going to bring it back because this existed in Prime 2, for those who didn't know. I uh, I'm not, I didn't play Prime 1, so I don't know about that. But yeah, it's uh, a lot more accessible for more people. Uh, though I think the original unlock method was interesting, and I definitely see it giving people things to do while they're waiting for new content and such. But... 
I haven't been playing enough. Like I'll play a couple times a week max, but usually about once a week um, these days. And I've been playing a lot of other things. I've been playing a lot of DDR recently and uh, 2DX and stuff. So it's just like, I, I haven't really felt the need that I'm like so bored with Pump I Want some type of mission. Or something like that uh, but for people like that it's nice I guess going over the new songs there is one thing that I, I just thought I'd mention uh, conflict I'm happy that that's in the game uh, for those who don't know just a little bit of music game knowledge for y'all um, so there are a lot of songs that uh, the first song that would be like oh how do I explain this okay so there's a song called flower that's in a lot of rhythm games. There's a video on YouTube that's like a compilation of every single chart of like every single rhythm game, probably not everyone because there's a lot um, that Flower has been in. And so Flower is like the flower, like it's like flowers in every rhythm game. Like all the rhythm games have flower, flowers everywhere, la la la. Um, flower's actually not in Pump, but it's in a lot of rhythm games. And then, so the next flower was Bad Apple, which I think is a more popular one these days, especially among Pump players, because Bad Apple actually is in Pump. And so somebody made a video of all the charts uh, for Bad Apple across different music games. And so it's like, Bad Apple's the new flower. Well, Conflict is also another flower or another Bad Apple. Um, by which it's in many rhythm games. I recently have been playing Muse Dash, which is on, um, I, I have it on Steam, so I played on PC with the keyboard, but I also know that it's on Switch, I believe, and maybe something else, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Conflict's in that. Um, I play LR2, which is like Stepmania ITG for 2DX, and so there's a chart for Conflict in BMS, which is that. The Conflict is everywhere that could have dual meanings conflict is everywhere uh but yeah that was cool to see another flower bad apple type thingamabobber in uh, this game so yay for conflict and another thing that can't that uh is happening in pump it up xx that the people should know about be wary if you care about ranked and total scoring and you're keeping track of all that, uh, so like VJ stuff, VJ is still glitched out. Certain scores might not save, certain scores might overwrite other scores. A lot of the time, uh, it will look like a VJ score will always overwrite a score even if the previous score is better, whether that be full mode or VJ. I've noticed that happens sometimes, uh, but then sometimes you... It won't be an actual glitch uh, that's permanent because then the next time you sign in and play, you notice that actually the score in your best slot, best your personal best slot is actually the correct higher score. It didn't get overwritten like it looked like it did in your previous credit when it overrided it. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but it, there's a glitch where it looks like a lower score takes your personal best, even though it doesn't deserve to be your personal best. 
Uh, but then when you play again, you notice your best actually returned to the correct one. That might not always happen though, but just VJ in general, it's a little glitchy for rank scoring. For saving, not just saving your best scoring, but saving for ranked as in like once the leaderboards come out, hopefully they do, uh, it, things might not add up properly. So if you're playing VJ for anything other than for fun and you're keeping track of all that, be aware of that. Um, yeah, I just thought that's something I should mention because I was, I was going on that VJ grind and I noticed some glitches and stuff and it's, it's fun for me but also sometimes I just uh, would rather not run the risk of stage breaking with children running across and like especially because school's out now there's kids everywhere yay um in arcades and stuff and so uh if i don't have to vj i'd rather not vj there's always hj but also i i just i don't really care about timing too much in pump it's more of a combo based scoring system well it is a combo based score scoring system and so the difficulty in the game is more on the execution than the uh the timing, but I play other games for timing, so I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, I guess that's about it when it comes to the the honorable mentions or what what not news. I don't know whatever catching up. Um, also, me. Uh, <laughs> ooh, Th- thank you for all the support in the podcast. I I really hate saying oh I'm back. I'm sorry. Blah blah blah. Like I I. I mean it, but I don't want to sound like a broken record, so we're just going to pretend that it hasn't been forever since the last episode, but yes. Um, what's going new in my life is uh, there was a DDR tournament like a month ago that was very fun. did a lot better than I thought. I cleared, cleared the 18s folder in DDR, finally got around to that, which was some personal goals. I've been working on my timing recently. It's been a fun little grinding right there. And then been playing a lot more 2DX as well, which is very nice. Um, and also I recently uh, started partnering with a local shop near me partnering. That sounds too fancy. It's more just like, yo, yo, yo. That's how people talk these days. That's how arrangements are made. But yeah, I just teamed up with a local shop that does a fight game night. And uh, once a month, I added music games to that. So uh, me and some other people, I kind of was the person driving it and bringing most of the stuff. But I got some other people involved. We got like uh, 2DX set up there. We got some uh, Assemble K shoot set up. Someone brought a Project Diva controller. There was... Uh, a bunch of other rhythm games there so it was pretty cool and that's also also if, if anyone lives in the greater toronto area or hamilton or it, it's in downtown hamilton but if anyone's interested you can probably just tweet me or discord me or something and i could give you the details for that but i'm gonna put the details in the podcast also it's kind of like um there it, it varies so i can't actually even give a concrete time for that without like you know worrying that it would change um and also it would be irrelevant after a little while because who knows when you're listening to this uh but yeah that that's been a fun experience but that kind of bridges into the topic because uh a lot of the people there uh, are just there for the fighting games and some people are just there for the music games some people are there for both but 
most of the people uh, have not played music games before, and so there are a bunch of fight game setups and music game setups, and people who are playing the fight games get a little curious, and they're interested in things, asking questions, checking things out, seeing people try out rhythm games, seeing their genuine reactions, seeing all that stuff, and so that kind of kind of reminded me of one of the ideas I have. I have a so I have like this Google Doc with a bunch of uh, ideas and lists of things to do a podcast on. I'm like, you know what? Hey, this uh, getting people into into music games. You know, this seems kind of relevant. So yeah, getting into the topic. So getting people into rhythm games, specifically arcade rhythm games. Now. I think we all know that feeling when we love something so much, we just, we want to get other people, we want other people to experience the same love that you feel. And sometimes it's also when it comes to games, nice to have a partner or a rival, someone to relate to, or maybe you just want your friend to get into it so you can beat them in something. I don't know. I don't know your motives, but I assume for most people it comes from a wholesome place. It kind of reminds me of that those memes where it's like when you're when you uh, force your friend to listen to a song you really like, and you're just it's just a meme of someone staring at someone else like really happy and excited, just waiting for them to to also be happy and excited. I don't know. One thing I'm going to say though is know the possibility that they might not like it, but these tips are to give somebody the most genuine experience and chance that they have so that if it is possible that they were destined or whatever to like the game you're showing them um you know it's it 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 should be it should happen um but there's never a hundred percent guarantee because they just might not be fated to play music games that sounds very sad would not want to be that person but yeah, so the thing, so what is it about music games that makes it so hard for people to get into? Well, it's not a very common genre, but we have our uh, our big, uh, I don't know, poster boys for music games, if that's what you call them. And that would be like Guitar Hero and DDR. Those are the big, the big ones. And... Maybe nowadays people have heard of Osu. Who I, I when I say I play rhythm games a lot, I'd be asked by a lot of people like, "Oh, Osu, you play Osu?" Yeah. Um, but going back to Guitar Hero and DDR, why were those games so big? Why has almost everybody, at least maybe not kids nowadays, but people around our my age, I, I don't know how old you are, but a lot of the general public at a certain time period. I'm trying to make these not time-sensitive episodes, whatever. I don't, I don't know, maybe you're watching this in a dystopian future. But uh, in my generation, oh my god, a lot of people have played DDR and Guitar Hero. But why is that? Um, there are a few main reasons. One of the biggest reasons is the fact that it was accessible. And music games not only being a weird genre, but are also just... Uh, a very inaccessible genre because a lot of them require some sort of peripheral to play them on. And so for Guitar Hero, that would be the guitar, and for DDR, that would be the dance mat. Um, and so Guitar Hero and DDR do exist in arcades, but what was, um, and 
DDR was born in the arcade, but as for Guitar Hero, I don't actually know its history, but I'm pretty sure that the console games came out first. And console gaming was what really made these so accessible, because you can play it from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to worry. I know a lot of people that play DDR at home and see it at arcade. They don't want to be judged, or they want to practice at home and get good first and then go to the arcade. Or just like, it's a traditional experience. People don't really go out to arcades enough to really... Uh, be that intimate with the game. That sounds so weird, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe some people do, yes, but for the general public, I don't think they go to arcades very often, even back in the day when arcades were more popular. And so just having that personalized home console experience really does a lot. And so unfortunately, one of the big hurdles is that a lot of these now popular music games, arcade games I'm talking about, don't have some kind of home console personalized experience. And so um, that's why they're not as popular. And they have expensive peripherals that you can only play them in certain places. And it's just complicated for no reason sometimes. And so uh, I, what I'm trying to what I try to do is um, create the best or the closest experience possible to what the home consoles kind of did. It's just having a personalized experience, feeling comfortable, being able to try out a game, um, being able to explore a game, not having any pressure, you know, that kind of thing. So relating that back to Pub, it's very hard to uh to do that you're probably thinking how would you even get close to that well unfortunately there is no exact parallel but i've thought of some things that can kind of create a similar experience in a way or just invoke similar feelings and give certain opportunities that i feel like would make somebody let loose a little more because the whole thing about having something on a console is just like you, you kind of you kind of feel a bit more relaxed when playing it. You're able to experience the game at your own pace. You're able to look up stuff. You don't really feel much pressure. And so the arcade might be the opposite for a lot of people, especially because the game's cabinets are so like big and flashy and you feel like people are watching you and whatnot. And so there's a, a thing that I like with showing people games and stuff, especially for this, that I like to try to do is let people discover things on their own. You don't want to be forcing things down someone's throat. You know, it's like a delicious cupcake or something. You don't want to shove that down someone else's throat. You want to give it to them and then just let them enjoy it. You don't want to watch them eat it. That just, that's uncomfortable. Please don't do that. Um, and so you want to kind of talk about it a little bit, of course. They, they know that you like this game. And uh, what I find interesting is like just talking a bit about the game and saying how much you like it, but don't go into too much detail. It's so hard, trust me. Oh my god, I just want to talk about rhythm games all day. Um, and if they are, if they're reciprocating and uh, social cues and stuff are tricky, so sometimes you may think they're interested, but it's just you. I, I know that feel. 
Uh, so catch yourself when you're doing that. But if they really, if they ask more about it, you know, talk to them. But if they don't, then that's okay. Because they literally don't know anything about this game. Don't take it personally. Um, and then, of course, what you have to do next is literally take them to play and show them the game. And so... I wouldn't really, for this, I wouldn't really want to let them know that you're showing them. You're not, like, lying to them or anything, like, oh, whatever. Don't, like, take them to an arcade or something just with the intent of showing them, but in your mind be like, okay, they're gonna try this game, hopefully. Um, or maybe you have a home setup or something, or you even have, like, a soft pad at home or just a metal pad, like, in a step F2 setup. Like, if you have something, you know, to show them or... If, you're one of those few people that have the PS2 version of Pump. Um, you know, like, just take them to a space with the game, whatever music game it is that you want to show them, uh, and just let them try it out, but also don't force them, and if they're not interested, like, move on. Um... So what I would do is just go to the arcade, uh, once they get comfortable, uh, suggest playing the game and, you know, do the, like, you know, help them if there's, if the menu is complicated or whatnot, let them pick a song, um, but show them how the menu works and everything and then like let them pick a song or whatever. You know what? I don't. I don't know your friend or this person. You know, whatever flows nicely. But don't be doing everything yourself. Let them do things. Um, it might be slow. It might be whatever. But just let them do things. And also, as hard as this is, don't play. Like, um, watch the or don't don't like extremely watch them. Uh, but kind of just be there um, and let them do their own thing and don't try to like because you don't want somebody who's super good at the game beside you just playing it might be intimidating and you don't want to be watching over them and like directing them and telling them what to do type thing so just let, the, let them experience the game on their own and and uh, yeah if they don't like it then they can you know then just move on after that but let them play a full set and just let them experience it and honestly that's so early to even form an opinion on anything uh but yeah and then you know you can play as well for them or you can play after them or whatever but don't try to play with them i feel like they'll feel discouraged or something if they want to play more then like go ahead and play together like that makes sense but i think them being able to discover things on their own and whatnot maybe just like look on your phone or just like go walk around while they're doing it or just look kind of don't be too far in case they need help don't really be staring them down uh and then i think after that that's like their main experience you want that sort of on your own discovery type thing and so for that i think the amazing thing we have now that we didn't have as much back then as much variety back in the day uh like the way that we can have explore the game on our own at home instead of through consoles just through youtube videos uh, and so they might not really be interested in reading charts that much. Like, I mean, you've played the game once. I don't know if you're really going to do that stuff. But I think sending them a video or something of something interesting. Maybe it's a funny co-op video. Maybe it's some custom chart that um, 
people are like using their hands and going crazy. Maybe it's that crazy DDR Asian video where the person's actually playing like a doubles Beethoven virus or something. I don't know, something that anyone could enjoy, not like some crazy technical chart or whatever. Uh, and then they could look stuff up on their own. Say they like K-pop a lot, maybe they'll find some songs that are K-pop that are in the game. Maybe they're not interested in the charts, but they just want to uh, look for what songs are in the game. And then maybe they'll want to go again and play a certain song or something like that. Uh, but don't for force a bunch of videos down their throat. Of course, it's like the same thing, you know, like give them a little bit, but leave them wanting more. Don't leave them with too much. I think that's really the key. Just frequent exposure and giving them a chance to learn on their own, but not really forcing it. And then it's possible that the spark will just ignite and they'll want to play a bunch. Or like I said, they may just completely not like it and that's that's okay. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's okay. <laughs> you have to deal with that. Uh, but yeah, so I think as well, just showing them the community too, once they get a little bit more comfortable, if you know a place where a lot of new people play, for example, in Toronto, I know at the rec group, a lot of newer players are there, especially if it's a time like where more common time or maybe not as, like I know like during the day, a bunch of serious players will go because it's empty and they're going to try to grind, but maybe on like a Friday night, the more chill crowd is there and there's just some people playing and having a fun time. I think if they're interested in like making friends and just the social aspect of things, that could just, just showing what a nice community there is. Hopefully if your area has a community, that's, that's a really nice thing to get people interested in it and just talking with other people and just hearing their experience about the game and knowing that everybody starts at different difficulties and whatnot. I think that is like the best I would do. Um... For other games that are available to be played in your home, uh, like for example, uh, I got my girlfriend somewhat interested in Sound Voltex. I would talk about it a little bit and talk about a lot of music games and she'd see me play Pump It Up before uh, and she knows I play a ton of rhythm games. Uh, and I don't even play Sound Voltex very much. I have a board for it, like controller, not the best controller, but yeah. and. She came over and tried it out and had a lot of fun with it. And so like, honestly just letting people try stuff out, but not, but also being like, you don't have to, I'm not forcing you to play a game. Uh, Cause I, I'm a long time ago, I've, I forced somebody to play music games. They didn't enjoy it very much. Okay, that sounds horrible. I mean, it wasn't like that horrible, but like it was kind of horrible. Uh, but yeah, I think just giving people a chance to learn on their own and just discover things, that's, that's really the key to that, you know? Just don't force things in people's faces. Another thing is just the, um, the website and YouTube videos. Like, just think of it from a perspective of, like, what would just anybody be able to enjoy, you know? Like, that's why I bring up, like, those funny co-op charts and things and just social aspect and whatever. Um, there's also the, uh, I think it's called Pump It Up Dance Pad Pads. P-I-U Dance Pad Pads. I think that's their Instagram or something. They make some soft pads that are, like, two pads combined so it works well for doubles. If you have those at home, those would be pretty nice to, uh, to show people. Um, invite people over 
But yeah, that's basically like the gist of how I would get other people into rhythm games and how I've I've gotten a few people interested in rhythm games and um, another thing actually I didn't really mention too much is so rhythm games as a genre like you find a lot of people that they don't just play one rhythm game I mean I know a lot of people in the dance game community might um, but especially with pump I just think because Andamiro is like its own company but if you're more into DDR then there's like the Bimani games and stuff like that like Andamiro uh, they, they do other stuff, but, you know, like for Bimani and DDR, you think of, like, 2D Excel, Voltex, all those games. If you don't know what those are, that's okay. There's, they're made by the people who make DDR. Um, but I'm just always talking about weird music game stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, generally, people who enjoy one music game will enjoy other music games. And I think you can leverage that in an interesting way, as in the, one of the most accessible things are mobile games. Uh, Citus, for example, I quite like Citus too. It was free for a little while. I don't know if it's free anymore, but there is an anniversary thing um, with the Hatsune Miku update, which, ooh, it's very fun. Uh, I was very happy about that. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of games, like I think Citus 1 is free, which is really fun. And I also know that there are some tracks that are in both Pump and Citus, like imprinting and some other stuff. And, uh, but yeah, if you can, like, show them a game, or even if they play Osu or something, you know, find some pump songs that are in both, or just, you know, get them interested in the genre, they'll be able to appreciate pump a little bit more, and maybe notice that if they pick up timing in, like, a separate game, like a mobile game or something, they can kind of apply it to pump, and it feels a little bit more familiar to them, because you you don't want to feel unfamiliar, I guess. That's the whole thing I'm trying to get at, is making people feel comfortable. And so getting someone into a mobile game or something like that, or even installing something on their computer for them to play, um, and if it turns out they do really enjoy music games or they find something charming about it, then they'll be more inclined to listen to you about further music games and leaving their house and going out to play somewhere. So, yeah, I think that's... That's basically the formula to get people into it. There's also if, I mean, if you know somebody who would like the music, you can also just recommend them songs from the game. And that, like, get creative, you know. Just the main idea I was trying to put is just, like, make people comfortable and really try to put yourself in their shoes and think about that. So I think it's great to get people into music games. I mean, even people who already play music games, getting them into other games are just uh forming a community you know like just having people who play and it's also nice to share share this thing you love so much with a bunch of people and so i really understand the want uh to get people into the games so yeah i think that wraps everything just about up so thanks for listening and uh don't forget to uh if you're interested follow us on twitter at pump it up podcast i also have a personal twitter you can just look up fab sab 44 but i think it's like sab 44 fab i had another twitter that old one is no longer i no longer use it it's deleted so i use this one but really just pump it up podcast is for old podcast so that's more of just like a personal twitter but i'll sometimes post music game stuff um people have found me on like facebook or 
Discord. People people be messaging me. Um, my Discord is usually fabsab44 hashtag 5202 with the F and the S capital because I realized that matters. But also sometimes I change it, make it something that's like a meme. So I really, I don't, I wouldn't trust that. But my pump it up code is fabsab, F-A-B-S-A-B. But there's no rivaling yet, sadly. And I just want rivaling to be out. But so many things we're waiting for. And who knows when they're coming. But yeah, thanks for listening. And stay pumping, pumpers. <laughs>